With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, that is us. Good evening, everyone, as we're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios, and it's brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. Visit GEICO.com for a free rate quote. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. In for the guys, Jason Smith and his best friend, Mike Carmen. How you doing tonight, Torres? Oh, you know, I'm doing all right. I mean, I did fill in in this shift yesterday. Uh, great to work with a real professional like Bernie Fratto, oh, who... D- d- what? Don't think I didn't see you put that on Twitter. Like, put what I, on Twitter? I, 
I thought somebody somebody wrote it. Wow, Torres paired with somebody intelligent, interesting, insane. How great is that? Sure. Uh, and then you wrote back, can't lie. It's great to work with a real professional, not to name any names, like Sneaking Genius, for example. And they wrote back, you read my mind. That was from Sandra. Wow. Okay, got names, okay, got Sandy. dates, got. Okay, Sandy. Don't think I don't see that. Don't think I don't see that. Is someone a little jealous that Aaron went out to the uh, open mic night and uh, you know he met somebody else that he had some chemistry with? Is that an issue? Is that a little problem? No, no problem at all. I look. Okay. I, I I heard a good fifteen to twenty seconds of the show, and wow. what I heard, yeah, I just. Yeah, I understand you. Turn. You were so impressed, and you said, "Wow, I will never put together a show that sounds anything like this. Not nearly as good. I'm just going to turn it off now before it's too late." Look at you. Look at you. I'm what did you fire. do all day? Did, yeah, what did you do all day? You just waiting for the show or what did you go out today? What's what's to do in Los Angeles? Aren't you guys on lockdown or what? Well, I recorded my podcast, the Aaron Torres podcast, a little college football playoff preview that'll run tomorrow morning. So if you if <sighs> four hours of me isn't enough, uh there's a link to the podcast in my bio. I encourage everybody to go download it. Uh, got a good guest on and uh yeah, just talk a little college football, a little actually, you know what I did talk about today? You know, right? My Arizona Wildcats, I'm sure. Arizona Wildcats postseason. Yeah, we don't want to get into out. that. Yeah, we don't want. That, you know what? I I don't know why we didn't just say last year was the year we were going to put the ban on. Why didn't we just do that? Well, because I think they thought they were going to be better last year than they ended up being. <laughs> I really do think that. And um, this and year, there was no tournament, so we should have just said we got, we met last year. We 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 screwed up. We the met last second year. the Pac-12 tournament was canceled, they just should have opted out of the end. Oh, we're just, we're just yeah. going to opt out of the NCAA tournament. What? Ah. Ten seconds later, the NCAA tournament is canceled. But yeah, man, what are you going to do? So no, I do have a lot of thoughts on my Arizona Wildcats. So I'm not happy about that. Believe me, um, four plus years in the making of this stupid yes. investigation. Um, we'll we'll have plenty to say about that. That's coming on in. Like I said, you want to be part of the show. Real busy night tonight. Uh, real simple. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. You know, I, I want to start with this because the Pittsburgh Steelers monster game this weekend. Um, they're going for the number two seed. Uh, they're fighting it out with the Buffalo Bills. Pittsburgh at home against Cleveland, a team I think they beat eleven of the last twelve times, or, or something like that. They've they've pretty much dominated. Buffalo at home against Miami. Now, Pittsburgh can get the number two seed if they win, and Buffalo should lose. Now, granted, there's mathematically probably less than 50% chance that Buffalo's going to lose at home, but Miami is a good team, and they could go to the playoffs, and they have a lot at line, and a win there, and they get in. Um, and they're probably going to have to win, so it's not beyond the realm of possibility here. Especially since we've seen the Jets on a two-game winning streak, but I shouldn't even compare the Jets to the Dolphins. The Dolphins are actually a pretty good team and have 10 wins. So when I heard that the Steelers are going to be sitting Ben Roethlisberger and then giving their starters less plays, I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Not just because I'm a Dolphin fan, Torres. I've never heard of a team saying, it's okay. We don't care if we get the number two seed. If we make it to the AFC Championship, um, and we have to play on the road, then we'll just play on the road. I, I, I it, well, I've never wait a seen second a now. Out. Wait yeah. a second now. If they make the AFC Championship game, even if they win by a hundred this week, they can't get in, they can't get home field advantage for the number one seed. No, no. But if they played Buffalo uh, in the uh, AFC Championship, somehow Kansas City loses, they would have uh, the home field advantage over Buffalo. They would have the home field advantage over whoever Casey lost to. Is what you're saying? Over anybody else, they're the number two. They would be the number two seed. 
Yeah. They, if Kansas City got eliminated, so if they had to play Buffalo if one played four and, and you know, and two played three, but it, it, somehow it breaks up that way. Um, otherwise, they they would get the home field over over the Buffalo Bills. How about that? You're playing against the Buffalo Bills. Don't you want home field? No, they're like, just giving it up, saying, ah, the hell with it. We'll just uh, rest everybody, and uh, we'll just go out to huh. Buffalo and there, play them when we have to play There's them. a very re- easy reason why. Because there's no this, such thing as home field advantage in 2020, man. And I know that the Buffalo Bills are going to have a couple fans in the stands, and they're making a special exemption just for them. But there's no home field advantage. And so it's really funny, right? Like, I've seen this, and I was driving around this afternoon listening to Bernie and Rob talk about this, and everyone's so fired up in the sanctity of the game and this and that. Like, I'm not fired up about this at all. Like, I, I look at it from the perspective of two things. First of all, no team has gotten more screwed with all the scheduling adjustments and readjustments than the Pittsburgh Steelers have this year. Uh, they got off, the, the last time they had off, their bye week ended up being week four, if you'll remember, uh, which was the first weekend in October. Arnie, right. October feels like right. uh, a, a millennium ago. I can't even remember what, what happened in October. They, let me put it to you this way. They... The the Steelers have ha- haven't had a bye week since before the Big Ten returned for college football. Ohio State's had three bye weeks in that same stretch, Arnie. Well, technically like five because they haven't played in two weeks. So, one, nobody's gotten screwed more. And two, there's no benefit to getting the two seed versus the three seed. It's an hour plane ride. Uh, there's li- limited fans. I know, as I said, Buffalo's going to have a couple fans in the stands if they were to advance that far. I just can't get fired up about this. Ben Roethlisberger's been doing this 15 years. If he wants a week off, I don't know, man. I'm just not that fired up about it. The fact that you've lost three or four, and it really should have been four in a row because Indianapolis fell apart in the second half. Otherwise, you would have lost four games in a row. That's the first thing. Um, Two, you know, I got to say something. Like I said, if there was a a bye week at stake here, do you think Pittsburgh would be resting their starters? Of course they'd be playing them because there would be a bye week. There's there's not a, a of week, course though. they would, but but there's there's some home field. Is a home field not good enough? Not worthy enough for you to see? Not in 2020. The, see, here's the problem now, Torres. I'm going to hold you to. Here's this the now. problem. I, I no, know what the problem. Yeah. Can I tell you what the problem yeah, is? Tell me what the problem is. You know that we have four hours on air, and you're trying to get yourself worked up about something that you don't even really believe. I don't no, believe actually, that you're I, this mad. Actually, about I, this. I sent you the topics. I we have. Uh, 17 topics. We only have 16 segments, and we have four guests, so we have plenty of topics. That's not true at all because, I, as I said, you know, you, you have something to play for, but I'm going to hold you to the fire for this. If you're okay with them opting out of the final week, then you're okay with the NBA players opting out, then you're okay with all these athletes opting out because of load management, and that's what I'm trying to avoid. That's what I think is a bunch of crap. I'm tired of it. When you get paid, if you're healthy, get your butt out there and play the game. You want to see load management? Knock yourself out. I'm tired of seeing it. What I would say to that is is when you say you want to see load management, um, you know, the NBA plays 82 regular season games, and I would argue that the sport is not as physical. You say, you know, if you're healthy, go play. If What is healthy? Is Ben Roethlisberger being able to stand on two feet healthy? No, I, Ben Roethlisberger's healthy because he wasn't listed on the injury report. 
but he's probably pretty banged up, and he's well, like 38 years old. You better old. put him on the injury report no. then. All right, and I'm going to give you another one then. How about the kid today from, uh, what was it, Oklahoma State, who opted out at halftime, Ty Wallace. Now, they said, well, it was made up before the game started that he was just going to play one half, and then he was going to go ahead and not play the second half, and then he was it was like an opt-out, player's choice, whatever. And and him and the coach decided this. He did have two ACL surgeries or, or ACL tears, so that they wanted to be cautious. Well, you know what? No. Either you play the whole game or you don't play at all. And another thing, is this a real football game? Or is this the um, Ty Wallace, let me go ahead and showcase you. What happens if I'm an offensive lineman and I hurt my knee protecting you while you're showcasing this kid for one half of football? Are we playing football here? Are we showcasing here? Opt out here. Opt out at halftime. I'm only going to give you one quarter. I, I think that's a bunch of crap. And you're okay with it, right? And now you're going to tell me I'm making a bigger thing than everything? You should see Twitter. Everybody going crazy about this. Hey, you got three different opt-outs. You got one in the NFL. You got one in college. I, I think it's getting, and you have them all over in the NBA, Aaron. It, it's getting out of hand. You're getting out of hand, but I like the energy that you've brought tonight. See, I can tell when you're not doing your normal weekday show and you get to nap all day oh, and you really? got all is this extra I energy. I took a two-hour nap today. I went yeah. one to three today. So one to three and then woke right in the up middle like, of the a, afternoon. like a little bear. You scratched your little <laughs> eyes, came out of your cave, and then you went right back no, in for two Am hours. I wrong, though? Is this is that something that, that's right? You're, is that just the way 2020 is and from now on just opt out? I, it's okay to play one half of football? It, it it's okay to go ahead and just say ah we we don't feel like playing in um all seventy two NBA games I I don't understand where you're coming from on this I the, first of all they're two different deals um I, and what I would say is if I just find it weird that he, the coach and the player came to the agreement that he was only going to play a half. That's the very confusing part to me that I don't want to go all in on the coach or the player because I don't have any information. And as we speak, they're probably at the press conference kind of verifying and clarifying this. But here's my question for you, Arnie Spanier. Yeah. You tell me all of December, every December for the last three years that we've been working together, and believe me, it feels like way more than three years, <laughs> uh, that bowl games don't matter. They're meaningless. Why do we even play them? So if people in the media like you have made them meaningless and say it doesn't matter who cares, why should Tylen Wallace care? Well, You're then, the guy that's been telling him for three years this game doesn't matter. Okay, then then th- th- that's it. Then I'm done with ball games. Then first of all, we're, we're, we've how many did we lose this year? Fifteen, twenty? I don't even. I've lost track. Um, do you miss it? I let me tell you something. I used to love this time of year when I was you younger. I no, no, listen. I used to love. All the bowl games, and you have the time off, and you used to go home, and uh, you 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 watch the games. You come back out, and there were so many great games, and they meant something. Now, now that this is the worst bowl season, obviously ever, because of all the ones that got canceled. The worst bowl but season it, ever. We haven't even played any of the meaningful ones. But, but fifteen to twenty got canceled. It's all the bowl season. Oh, you see, Torres, you're just missing the whole point. Yeah, you, you just don't get it. I, I What's wrong with you? You just don't understand when kids are opting out at halftime. There's no bowl games. Yeah, the bowl games are meaningless now. Get rid of them. This is why we need an eight team or sixteen team playoff because we're going to get rid of these stinking bowl games nobody cares about them anyway are you watching the texas game of no course. you're not I'm loving it only because it's on tv yes if, 
if I had the Scrooge on, you'd watch that. You'd have no idea that I was I get on to talk TV. to the Scrooge. Why would I yeah. need to watch you'd, it? You'd have no idea that it was on TV. Stop it. Nobody cares about the game, and nobody's watching the game. It's ridiculous. That nobody's we're gonna, watching it, the game. Like I said, you had the kid, they, 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 had the, they, they put on a show for him in the first half so he can catch five passes for 45 yards. This is, this is not a tryout so you can look good in the draft. It's, it's getting out of hand, and you're okay By with the way, it. Then, nobody's watching the, the game. game. I just Googled the Alamo Bowl, which is on right now, yeah. had 5.61 million viewers last year. So don't tell me uh. nobody, it's doing better than any NBA regular season game will do all year, except for maybe a couple on Christmas Day. So spare me that nobody's watching it. And Arnie, you know, you can't have it both ways. Yes, I can. Well, okay. It sounds like you go want ahead. it. You want your cake and to eat it too, or whatever that analogy is. Yes, go ahead. You need to take off a day from cake. But my point is, is yeah. that it is an exhibition. It doesn't matter. No, it, no it's not an it's exhibition. Not, no, it it's a football game. It's not, this is not an exhibition. This is like, oh, you know what? Can we run that one again? I don't like the way it turned out. Do you mind if we do it another time? We're going to do We're going to run to the right again. What, what's wrong with you, an exhibition? You told it's me it's an game. exhibition. You told me it's meaningless. Gosh. Gosh. I, the funny thing is, I don't even think it's meaningless. I think for the players on the field, it matters. I mean, for look at Texas. Look at Texas, for example. They've had a couple guys opt out, but those young guys are getting the opportunity. They got some extra practices. They get an opportunity to shine. The guys that are trying to play themselves into the draft have that opportunity to do so as well. I don't think it's meaningless at all, but you're the one that's told me it's meaningless. So when you told me it's meaningless, I can't be mad when a guy opts out. Do I think it's weird that he opted out in the middle of the game? Yeah. Would I love an explanation from the coach? I I would, but if that's what a, the agreement that they came to, Artie, if, if on New Year's Eve, if you actually for once had plans and said, hey, midnight Eastern, I'm out, and we agreed to it before, I can't then come on the air and call you soft for opting out of the middle of the wow. show. Wow. I, w- I would say I'm taking the whole show off. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's start with Cam. Um, I've been saying this all along locally, because I'm up here in the Northeast in Vermont. Obviously, we carry the Patriot games. He's done. He's done so. I said before the year they were going to be 5-11. and 11. Um, If they beat the Jets, they'll have seven wins. But if not, they'll have six. Cam Newton's done. He's washed up. He's no longer a starting quarterback in the NFL. And you hear these rumors that the Patriots want to bring him back for another two more years. I think that's a massive mistake with all the great quarterbacks out there. I don't know what the Patriots are thinking, but um, Cam is donezo. That guy uh, isn't a starting quarterback in the NFL anymore. Yeah, I remember when uh, early in the season I just said, look, I, I don't think this guy's very good anymore. And, of course, oh, yeah, well, of course you're picking on Cam. Did you watch the last That time? wasn't me. I, the, no, not was, you. Yeah, it was yeah, the yeah. the listeners. Oh, yeah, you don't like him. You're not giving him a chance. Of course. Blah, blah. He went 1-6 in, in the last seven games two seasons ago. Now, last season he was hurt, but two seasons ago, if you watch the games, 
He wasn't good. I actually take that back. He was 1-7 in seven down the stretch, excuse me, in 2018. He wasn't good. He's banged up. He's old. By the way, he was great. He won, he won an MVP at one point in his career. He was phenomenal. It ain't 2015 anymore, though. It's 2020. He's past 30. He's always had a physical style of play. It's no disrespect. It doesn't mean that in his prime he wasn't one of the most electric players in the NFL, but I'm with you. I don't, I don't know why anybody expected anything different. It's a big brand. It's a fun name but if you just look at the results from the last time he was on the field he wasn't very good by, by the way just just a little side note on this about cam did you see his routine did you happen to see his routine um posted on twitter i don't know if you saw that i did not i saw the headlines he, for it well he gets up every morning at 4 20 well first he goes to bed at 11 30 at night gets up at 4 20 in the morning mm-hmm. gets on the road at 4 30 in the morning doesn't have a sip of coffee until 8 a.m. What? Yeah. It's crazy, man. Well, he first sleep- of all, why are you only sleeping like four and a half hours? I was going to say. Yeah. Shouldn't you get more sleep? You, know, you, you ever you ever see that workout that Mark Wahlberg, they say, he gets up at 2.30 in the morning. Well, then I, I guess I'm going to be fat for the rest of my life because I'm not getting up at 2.30 <laughs> in the morning. Well, and, I'm not getting up at 2.30 in the morning. Well, and part of, uh, you know, playing the position, part of anything in life, you got to be sharp, right? You got to be on your toes. Yes. And, you know, listen, we live in a society where everyone likes to, oh, I put in a 16-hour day. Yeah, yeah, right. Sure you did. Exactly. Well, and, you know, it's funny because Bruce Arians has always been on this, <laughs> and he's like, do we need to be in the office for 16 hours, or can we get everything done in 10? Can we get in at 8 and leave at 6, or do we just want to stay until 11 p.m. so we could stay, we say, say we stay till 11 p.m.? I will say... I'll take that as the opposite to Dwayne Haskins, who was on the, uh, you yeah. know, come at my own time schedule. So I respect Cam for putting in the grind. But, uh, you know, as sharp as he is mentally, just physically, he just doesn't have it anymore. You, it's just you, a reality. You got to get more than four and a half hours sleep anyway, five that. hours. That's that's ridiculous. And I no coffee p- till eight? What's wrong with that, man? Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I've seen Jerry Jones. I heard that he has like a, a similar one where he gets up at like three in the morning or Three thirty in the morning. I don't know how people do that. How many I, Super Bowls I, have they won this century, Arnie Spanier? Yeah, maybe you should sleep in a little bit, Jerry. Sleep till yeah. six and win a Super yeah. Bowl. Why don't you? What's wrong? Five thirty, six o'clock. A little too late for you. I don't understand. I'm with you. you. Don't work out at three o'clock in the morning. I'm, if I woke up at three o'clock in the morning, I'd just sit in my chair with coffee and do nothing. Um, Basically, I think. Uh, this is the worst I've seen the Patriots look, obviously, since uh, Brady's been there. Because when Brady was injured, they still went eleven and five. Belichick, I feel, has given up. He just doesn't have it anymore. You think he's you given can, up? I think it's yeah. you see him throw that phone last night. Yeah, I think it's well, the opposite. Well, that's I think, frustration. That's his frustration. But you if you think give he up, hasn't given up. If you give up, you're you don't you're not frustrated. You've given up. I mean, you know, if your wife had just decided that you weren't the man that she wanted to marry, she's not throwing phones in fits of anger. She's just going to the divorce. She's picking up that phone and calling the divorce yeah. lawyer. I don't know. It so. feels like he's just kind of said, "Yeah, you know, I just." He's going through the motions. Like when they were down by 10, the old Bill Belichick would have kicked the field goal and then lined up for the onside kick. Instead, they went for it on fourth down. He got sacked. Game over. It's it's like he's like, ah, the hell with it. I got to tell you this, though. Um, if the same thing happens again next year and one more year, he's done. I don't see him doing this year in and year out. And I don't see it getting any better for the Patriots. Well, and I was going to say, I know we got three hours and change left on this show, but but what is the next move? Cam isn't the answer. Uh, for people who well, don't... they said maybe they're going to bring it. There's rumors that they're going to bring him back for two more years. I think that I sh- prove that to me because I say, hell no. Hell That's no. I was going to say.
No, and and you know, as you alluded to a minute ago with Dwayne Haskins, there are going to be some veterans on the market. And it was interesting when I was filling in with Bernie last night. Great professional, by the way. Um, wow. You know, we talked about the fact of what you've said, which I think you're correct. I don't think. Belichick wants to rebuild with a rookie quarterback. And oh, by the way, they're not going to be in the top five. They're not going to get Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson. So that's one. Um, but well, there's, two, come on, go ahead. there's Jimmy J. If, well, that's if, what I was Belichick, if Belichick wants a quarterback, he'll figure out a way to get Jimmy G back because San Francisco doesn't want him anyway. You're so mean, man. No, I, they I don't just, want him anyway. You know, I just feel like I'm still I'm 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 like the only Jimmy G supporter left. Um, you are. I mean, first of all, uh, you know the that whole season it's been a catastrophe. Nick Bosa's been banged up. George Kittle's been banged up. Uh, Mosert's been banged up. On and on and on and on and on. Yeah, they're the only team that had injuries, I believe. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree a hundred percent. But and I know I know you're being sarcastic, but yeah. no, but I I just think I still say. It was the defense that gave up a bunch of points in the fourth quarter. Otherwise, Jimmy Garoppolo is a Super Bowl champ. Uh, it's Forget not his... about that game. It's Forget not about the about... Super Bowl. What? It, it's not all about the way you think they're going to. They don't want what him. Are you, what are you, you're the most. It's, I can't even work with this you, insanity. You you think that they don't want him anymore because of the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl? Because of the one incomplete pass that would have won him the game? That's what you. That's what you think this is about. So if he completes that pass, they want him then. He's, they don't want him, period. He's done so. He's he not got coming him back to, to a the 40, Super Bowl. He's not coming back to the 49ers. Did I stutter? He's not coming back. Well, I mean, if Belichick is has the hots for him and they could get something for him, I think they should get him. Listen, I don't think he's Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. He got the team to a Super Bowl, though. Can we show the man some Let me ask you a question real quick. You could have him for the next five years or Jared Goff. Who would you want? Gosh, that's a tough one. I you know. The worst of two evils. That's why, you, <laughs> that's why you did that, because you know they're both the worst of two evils. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time... 
with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But let's get right to our guest. Joining us now, you can check out his podcast. It's called the Three and Out Podcast. Does a great one. You will love it. Joining us now, it's John Middlecoff. How you doing, John? Hey, what's going on? Two or Fitz, which side are you on? Team two or Team Fitz? You got to have Fitz out there. He gives you the better chance to win. Very disappointed as a Dolphin fan that two is going to be starting. No, I'm with you, Arnie. I mean, the Raiders defense, which is atrocious. Tua couldn't throw for 100 yards. They brought in Fitz. He immediately looks like Dan Marino with the same guys. Uh, (laughs) No doubt about it. After that win on Saturday night, to me, it's a no-brainer. If you're trying to make the playoffs, if you want to get this guy a game, then take your chances. But if you want to have a chance to beat the Bills, who it looks like are going to try, I, I think the only chance you have is Fitzpatrick. So, John, that leads to a natural follow-up question. I understand, you know, Herm Edwards, you play to win the game. You got to get to the show. You got to get to the playoffs. What I, I know you don't know Tua, but does that have an adverse effect in the locker room? Because there was a point where Brian Flores said, this guy is delivering in practice. He's our guy. To go back against him, would that concern you at all going forward? Yeah, I mean, it's a little risky in the sense that, you know, 
Xavier Howard, uh, uh, Byron Jones, you know, some of the veteran guys that are being paid a lot of money, you know, they're trying to win. And it's clear that Fitzpatrick is better. But I do think players understand top picks. And Fitzpatrick said it after the Saturday night game that two is really mature. I think guys get them. You know, it is kind of unique. It's not a contentious situation. And that probably speaks to, you know, Fitzpatrick, obviously. But Tua, too. You know, I I think they're both – Fitzpatrick's a Harvard guy. Tua's really, really mature. Uh, So maybe players would understand it. But at at week 17, like you said, I mean, these are the playoffs. I mean, you get bonuses. You become legends. You can make yourself a lot of money by having good playoff games. Mm -hmm. There's just a lot on the line for sure. It's, It's a complicated situation. I give Brian Flores credit in the sense that he's not afraid. Like, I, I would I would have gone with Fitzpatrick, but he yanked Tua. Most guys wouldn't have yanked Tua, right? He's the fifth pick. They just would have rode that game out. But he's, he did it for the second time in basically five games. John, the, the Steelers don't care if they win this weekend? They don't care if they get the number two seed? Well, they, they, don't, control, they don't control it. I, I think they, go, they look and go, the Bills are probably going to beat Miami. And then if we rolled Roethlisberger out there or something and he gets hurt and we couldn't have gained anything, win or lose, what's the point? I think they're almost acknowledging, and maybe it was after watching Monday Night Football, where they're like, what are we even, just, just the Bills ain't going to lose, let's just focus on our path. But if that, wait a minute, if that's true, suppose the top two seeds would have gotten bye weeks, you think they'd be resting their guys then? Might change it a little. Yeah. Uh, might, might change it a little, but still... I think they would still understand that, the, especially once you watch Monday night, the Bills are so hot. They're just better than the Dolphins. Uh, you know, what was the first score when the Dolphins played the Bills? I don't even uh, when was that game? Earlier this year, obviously. Yeah, I have to look that up. I don't remember the score off the top of my head. But, I mean, it's fair to say just the Bills are a lot better than the Dolphins. 27, right? uh, it was 31-28. Gotcha. So it's actually closer. Yeah. I don't remember that game, but it's a close score. The Dolphins are weird, right? I mean, they're kind of – I give Flores a lot of credit. I, they're overachieving. Like, they don't have – the Bills have a lot of good players. When I watch the Dolphins, they got a couple of good DBs that are good, and, and the tight end's good, but they're not exactly, uh, you know, some of those greasy teams, right? <laughs> no, that's for sure. All right, John. So I want to switch gears to kind of the Dolphins' divisional rival here, the Jets. We know by now they are not in position to get the number one overall pick. What would you do? Stick with Sam Darnold, go with another quarterback. What would you do? Yeah, I mean, I, the only way I take one of the other quarterbacks, if I know, I think he's dramatically better than Sam Darnold, right? Justin Fields or Zach Wilson, I think it's between those two guys. Maybe Trey Lance, but. I don't see how you would know with Trey Lance only playing the one game this year, and he's a smaller school guy. That's pretty risky. Uh, the the old, my only issue with Sam, if I'm the new coach and and the GM, who's kind of new, is that he's going to get expensive fast. You know, they got to pick up his fifth year option after this year, and then when you pick up the fifth year option, you're really just a year away from paying the guy. So it's just there is a cost benefit analysis when you weigh Sam against the other quarterbacks, too. That's that's the other complicated variable here. You could argue, even if the, you think they're equal, you might be better off trading Sam and taking the rookie because they're just so much cheaper. I mean, Sam's technically cheap right now, but if he plays like he did the last couple of weeks in the next season with a new coach, 
I think we'd all agree he's a pretty good player. You know, he's yeah. not – I don't know if he's a star, but I watching the last couple of weeks, I mean, he looks like a guy – 49ers will take a guy like that right now, I promise you that. Yeah, nobody's taking Haskins, I promise you that. Oh, my no. goodness. Oh, oh, <laughs> no. I, I, I don't know what to say about this situation. Torres thinks somebody's going to give him a chance. I don't think he'll get another chance. He's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think we've all learned kind of you never say never. Uh, just he's still so young. He could he could resurface in a couple of years. The thing that like I listen, I, I wasn't that mature at his age either. <laughs> but I, I don't give you an excuse your second year when every day you're sitting next to Alex Smith that basically almost lost his leg. Your head coach uh, is fighting cancer. You know, if this would have been ten years ago, you'd be like, oh, Washington disaster organization. But this year, especially for Haskins, just he's around the head coach a lot, right? And he's around the, the quarterback room. Like, it's a pretty high-level operation. Yeah, so I, I don't know, man. It's just Ron Rivera clearly did not want to do it either, right? They gave him every chance possible, and he still couldn't figure it out. It, honestly, it, it's kind of sad. Like, I, I don't think the guy's a great player, and you know, but that's kind of irrelevant. I mean, it's just his, his actions are just kind of uh, – Really, really low level for quarterbacks, especially they given him multiple chances. It wasn't like you know he just screwed up the one time, right? Right. right you also right. don't see you got to be pretty, pretty bad to get cut before the end of your second year when you're the 15th overall pick and you didn't get like arrested or a deal. You know, it wasn't like he had a mugshot. What did he really do bad? But clearly, he was driving those guys nuts. Well, and that was actually my next question, John, is I know nobody knows the exact details, but that was my exact question. How bad do you have to be, not only former number one, you know, first round draft pick, to get cut in week 17 uh, when you're on your seventh string quarterback? I mean, that's what stood out to me more than anything. Yeah, I wonder if it's just habitual, consistent, you know, not listening, right? Just being late to stuff. Uh, When they tell him something, he doesn't respond. You know, to me, it had to just be consistently there on them. And I think anytime you're just a quarterback, they're going to be on you the most. And then when you're a young quarterback who has some questions about you, I think you could multiply that by about 10. So maybe he, maybe it was just too much for him. And sometimes, you know, the NFL is. It's just the crazy thing is coming from Ohio State to the NFL, it's sometimes it's less structure in the pros because in college, you still got to go to class. The coaches are doing like class checks and weights. They basically feed you. You're kind of just there 24-7 all seven days a week. And the pros is a little different. And I, especially in Zooms, you know, in Corona year, you're getting all these days at home. You got a lot of free time. And, you know, if you're a young guy, and I would have, there are, you know, clearly he did not handle it very well. But, you know, it is a situation that if you're not the most locked and loaded focused guy it could probably get away from you fast yeah by the way uh, john last thing um mason rudolph miles garrett uh, reunion uh, i'm sure everything's forgiven nobody's thinking about that right on the sidelines there I'm, I'm sure that won't even come up during the game right yeah i mean it, it, stuff like that in games like this Ooh. if you're worried about stuff like that in winter get in games you guys you're probably in some trouble right I mean, well, I, I believe me. I, no, I was. Being, I think there is going to be a little bit of trouble. I I think there's going to be some words. You see, the first time that he's going to be sacked, there's going to be some words there. I promise you that. Yeah, I guess I didn't even think about that. But I, I just the Browns. Like if I'm Stefanski, the one thing I'm 
especially telling him, yeah. you're our best player, you know, under no – we got to stay focused. I don't care <laughs> how much you hate each other. For Mason Rudolph, he doesn't have anything to lose, right? They, they can right. lose the game. They are basically conceding the game. Right. So, you know, <laughs> so, to me, Miles Garrett, you throw a punch or something, you get tossed, and your team misses, especially the Browns, right? They, oof, oof. First time in what feels like for 50 years. Like my entire adult life, I've never seen them good. They're finally good. <laughs> and now they get Mason Rudolph to get – when I saw that this morning, I'm still – that's pretty nuts. That's, that's one of the crazier things I can remember in the last couple of years. The Browns got a gift from the football gods. Oh, that's for sure. He's John Middlecoff. Check out his podcast, the Three and Out podcast. It is a great listen. John, always a pleasure, my friend. Enjoy the games this weekend. Have a great new year. See you guys. Have a good night. All right. Take care. John Middlecoff, everybody. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I also think there's value in two teams that aren't doing anything. Like, take the Jets in New England. Did you know that the Patriots opened up as a 10-point favorite? It's down to three. Let that soak in for a little bit. If Vegas isn't getting burned again about the Jets winning outright as a 10-point underdog. Yeah, I, know, right? I would love to get the Jets at 10 points again, you know? Absolutely. No, it's uh, well, it speaks to where the, the Patriots are right now. I can tell you that much. Uh, I really still kind of wish the Jets were having the number one pick. I still was kind of hoping that Trevor Lawrence was going to go there. Such a better story. Now he's going to end up in Jacksonville, which um, 90% of the people that follow football didn't know Jacksonville had a football team. So, Do you, you think, know. though, this is going to sound weird, and I know, you know, I don't want to well, stereotype. That's okay. Today is a good day to do that. I, I don't want to stereotype like you who said every Steelers fan has a mustache and a 42-inch waist, but... Yeah. Doesn't Jackson, doesn't Trevor Lawrence just, he doesn't feel New York to me. I don't think Sam Darnold did either, for the record. Uh, Trevor Lawrence feels Atlanta, Southern, Clemson, Jacksonville. He doesn't feel New York. He doesn't feel Broadway to me. I don't know. No, you may be right. Uh, but that doesn't mean he couldn't have embraced it, made it his own. And like I said, you know, they were so bad. But the fact that they've won two games, and if they finish out the season winning three games, you know, all that, um, oh, let's give him some time, may go out the window. Expectations may be a little bit higher if they just win three games in a row, you know? Well, I had a couple people tweet in last night when I was hosting. If they win again this week, the Jets, that would be essentially four wins in their last five weeks because they were beating the Falcons, and, of course, the last play of the game they get beat. Um, do you have to reconsider firing Adam Gase, or is he just I, – I think he's done – but I, I had a few people chime in last night like, you have to reconsider it, they're playing well, or is it too little too late in your opinion? No, first of all, I think the rumor's already out that he's been fired. I thought WFAN, um, Craig Carton, kind of said that something to, to that effect on the air. And two, no, you don't change your mind. Even if he wasn't going to get fired, he, he deserves to be on out. you got to make a move, bring in a new coach with a new quarterback, and start fresh. There's but are no you going to get the new quarterback, though? I mean, well, there's there's if, talk if that you, you want if you if you want the new quarterback, you can. You just won't get Trevor Lawrence. That's all. Yeah, no, and but I, I listen. We talked with John Middlecoff about it earlier in the show. I I think there's a real conversation about do you keep Sam Darnold and 
push forward with him. Now, Middlecoff brought up a great point, which is that, you know, Sam Darnold's coming up on that uh, second extension, not second extension, but the extension for the rookie contract. Right. And so at a certain point, it's not even just do you think you can mold him into the next, you know, the, uh, a franchise quarterback, but, you know, if you draft a new quarterback, you get to start that cycle over and get four or five years to evaluate. If, so I thought that was interesting. If I'm, well, if I'm not getting uh, Trevor Lawrence, which I'm not now, um, then I'm going to go ahead and still going to let Sam Darnold go. I'm going to trade that number two pick to all the vultures that want it. And then I'm going to sign myself a veteran quarterback to bring on in and, and, and figure it out that way that I'm going to have to, I can't start with another young quarterback and I don't think I want Sam Darnold. I think I need a change of scenery and I think he needs a change of scenery. Also to me, the intriguing part is what are the dolphins going to do if they have the number three pick? They really can't take a quarterback, so that's going to be out the window. I don't know if I want to spend it on a wide receiver. I also want to deal with all the vultures out there. Let them fight over Zach Wilson and Fields and those guys, and that way the Dolphins um, back out of that pick and then um, you know look for wide receivers later on or look for some veterans out there. So after uh, you know you being a Dolphins fan, opportunity to reunite Tua and Devontae Smith, who might win the Heisman as, as a yeah. wide receiver. You don't want to do that as a Dolphins fan? Um, it's very intriguing, but do you know how much you can get for that number three pick? Do you have any idea what that's worth? Well, somebody has to value Justin Fields or Zach Wilson. Do you, do you know what the Philadelphia paid to just move up a couple of spots to take Carson Wentz? They really wanted Carson Wentz, though. I mean, well, if, if Zach Wilson's off the board, you know, Justin Fields, I like Justin Fields. I one would of them's got to be on the board. I would take Justin Fields at number two, but there is a compelling argument the two good teams that he played all year, he looked awful against. And I'm not saying that I wouldn't draft him. I would take him over Zach Wilson, to be perfectly honest. But if he's still on the board at number three, um, you know, you still got to find somebody that's interested. I think somebody would be out there. I don't think you're getting the Carson Wentz haul for uh, Justin Fields, though. You know, all this, did anybody say anything last year when Haskins came up? Did we say, don't, better not take him. He's going to be a bust. What are you doing? Don't take him. Well, I mean, he he was falling down draft boards because if you remember, it was like, you know, well, why wouldn't you take him over? Du- why wouldn't you take Dwayne Haskins, whatever it was, the fifth or sixth pick? And then he kept falling down to the 16th spot. And he, there was a few teams. Oh, well, this team needs a quarterback. Maybe it's that team. Maybe it's, and he just kept falling. And you started to hear those rumors, kind of what we were <laughs> talking about earlier. Like maybe this guy talented, but does he is he fully committed? And, uh, you know, I mean, he had a good enough season where he should have been a top 10 pick. So I think it spoke volumes that he fell as far as he did. You, so I'm not going to ask you if you feel sorry for him or feel bad for him, but I, I think he bought it on himself. Do you think he's just going to be given another chance? I don't think he's ever going to be given a chance to be a starter unless he's on a team and there's an injury. Yeah, I think he, wherever he lands next, assuming that there is a next landing spot, and I think there will be, he's too young, somebody's going to give him a chance. He cannot go to a place where he can compete for the job, and that sounds counterintuitive. He needs to go to a place where there is an entrenched starter, whether it is wherever, KC, Seattle, Houston. I got a place for you. Uh-oh. I got a place that has an entrenched starter, but that you can play. Where? In How New about Orleans? that? No. Where? No, he's not going to play at New Orleans. Well, I thought maybe put him in a Taysom Hill role. I didn't know what you're talking about, but go I don't, ahead. I don't think this team's going to want him because this team is actually going to need a quarterback for maybe a game, maybe five games, six games, eight games. I don't know. And I'm talking about the Cincinnati Bengals because we're not sure when Joe Burrow is going to come back. We hear that injury is maybe a little bit more nastier. 
if I'm Haskins, I'll say, you know what? I'll be your quarterback for a game or two or three, and then when he gets back, it's all his. I don't think they want him. Though. I think they'll go with somebody else. No, you, you, no, you go get another veteran. There's yeah. going to be, you know. Listen, I'll just give you an example. I'm not saying it would be this guy. But, you know, the Jets went out and got Joe Flacco just as an emergency for Sam Darnold, and sure enough, he got a few snaps here and there. You know what the rumor was that they were interested in um, Cam Newton? The Bengals are. Yeah. I hadn't heard that. Yeah, that they were because they just want to make sure that they have their, you know, um, backsides covered just in case the injury to Burrow is a little bit worse than they thought they have to play somebody else. Well, and I'll say this for Cam Newton. It's obviously been a tough season. We all get it. The guy's a professional, though. I mean, you brought it up earlier in the show. He gets up at 425, he's at the facility by 5, or I don't know, gets up at 345 and is at the facility by 4, whatever it is. The guy's a professional. He said all the right things. He's done all the right things. I don't think he has very much left in the tank. I know he He's n- done. You got no. it right there. He's done. He, yeah. he doesn't have anything left in the tank. And and you know what? His, if I was going to grade his performance this year, I'd have to put it at about a C. Yo, what about the rushing touchdowns? Well, congratulations. But otherwise, that's the worst Patriots offense I think I've seen in 20 years. It is horrific, and he is a big part of why it's horrific. But they also don't have the receivers. They have no receivers. Once Edelman got hurt, I told you, or I said locally, uh, Julian Edelman will never play for the Patriots again. That's going to happen. Their wide receivers don't scare anybody. Um, it, it's just been a big mess from day one with them, and, and Camp never really got to play well. No, I, and I don't disagree with the the simple premise that he's done, but I do think he's a professional. I think he'll handle himself well. I think he'll be, you know, mentor, tutor is probably not the right word for Joe Burrow, but he'll be a good teammate about things. So if he was willing to go, I would have no problem with them bringing him in for, you know, what, however much time they would need him. By the way, speaking about quarterbacks, does Pittsburgh need a quarterback? See, that's the spot for Dwayne Haskins. Go there, oh, sit no, no, behind. No, 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 no. no. You, Why not? Because Big Ben, I'm. I may have to play somebody starting next year if this guy's not going to be able to make all 16 games, right? Yeah, I guess it would be. They seem to like Mason Rudolph. I mean, they kept him around. So. Right, right. But I got to move on past him, too. Like I said, a lot of veterans, a lot of rookie quarterbacks out there. If you wanted, there could be six taken in the first round. Is that a priority for the Pittsburgh Steelers to take a rookie quarterback? I don't think so. No. Well, you got to start developing someone. You want to develop them behind Big Ben. And so let me ask you a question. Why, yeah. why wouldn't you want to develop Dwayne Haskins behind Big Ben? You could. I just think there's other quarterbacks you could take, but you could. I mean, Haskins, you know, Haskins you could probably get on a good contract under the rookie contract, but I would rather go in a different direction. And Haskins proved that he can't get it done. I know, but he's going to get a second chance somewhere. My concern is Big Ben is going to be 39 by the time the next season starts. And I think the point that you brought up, he obviously missed essentially all of last season. The point you brought up is it's probably unrealistic to expect him to do next season what he did this year, play essentially all the games. And I know he's not playing this weekend, Um, but you know, I, I don't think that would be the worst landing spot for him. You know, maybe we shouldn't give up on Haskins so quickly. I don't want to. You're the one no, that's I, like, hey. I, and I'm right. But but my thing is this: Josh Allen hasn't he gotten better every year? weren't weren't there knocks on him about how good he was going to be, and and yet look what he was able to to accomplish too. Hundred percent. So I, you know, you, you wonder if that maybe you know if you're giving on him, uh, give a, giving up on him a little too soon, or you know if this guy can work it out and and find himself on on a, another starting spot somewhere. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. 
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.